When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. I should have seen this coming, but I didn't. So I want to apologize. And I don't know why it's a problem, but apparently it is. The Georgia Department of Drivers Services took to their Facebook account to remind drivers to keep their clothes on while taking photos for a digital driver's license or ID. I don't know if this is happening in other states, but I don't know why it's a problem. Uh, They want you to take your pictures with clothes on when submitting uh, your picture for a digital driver's license and IDs. Uh, They exclaim, hey, cheers to technology, but let's keep things classy. Um... Okay. Uh, Georgia residents can use their digital driver's license or ID in their Apple wallet or on iPhone or Apple Watch. Now, I'm guessing this is taking place, you know, around the country as well. Uh, The digital IDs can speed up the process at select TSA checkpoints. It does not serve as a replacement for a physical ID, however. So they want you to keep your clothes on for your digital ID photo. I'm saying, why? (laughs) If it's not the actual physical ID that you have to have, this is me. (laughs) I love it. Now, they haven't released any photos. I'm guessing you have to agree to their terms and services so that once you submit the photo, it belongs to Georgia and uh, subsequently the constituents of Georgia, which would be, I don't know, us. Well, I mean, I don't live in Georgia, but, you know, at least the people in Georgia should be able to see them, right? Right. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. It took three days to pump millions of liters of water out of a dam. Why would you pump millions of liters of water out of a dam? Well, Rahish Vishwas uh, dropped his cell phone into the dam while attempting to take a selfie. A government official in India has now been suspended after he ordered a reservoir to be drained and to retrieve his phone. (laughs) Now, here's a surprise. By the time it was found, and it was found, the phone was too waterlogged to work. Uh, you think? (laughs) Now, he claimed that it contained sensitive government data and needed retrieving. But he's been accused of misusing his position. Wait, what? So, he's a food inspector. He dropped his Samsung phone, I guess worth about $1,200, uh, into this uh, Krakata Dam. It's a central state of Chittagong on Sunday. Chittagong. Yeah, that's what I said. Chittagong. Chittagong. Yeah, Chittagong. I got it. 
So after local divers failed to find the phone, he paid for a diesel pump to be brought in. Okay. He said he had verbal permission from an official to drain some water into a nearby canal, adding that, uh, hey, it's going to benefit the farmers who would have more water. So this official claimed he had uh, permission from another official to drain the water from the dam. I'm sorry, the reservoir. The pump ran for several days, emptying out roughly 2 million liters, which is about 440,000 gallons of water. Oh, okay. And so at one point, uh, another official, I don't know, you know, now we're talking about three different officials, came in and said, um, no, we need to stop doing that right now. I'm from the water department. <laughs> so he's been suspended now until an inquiry. We'll find out exactly what happens to him after the inquiry, because water is an essential resource and cannot be wasted like this. Okay. Uh, he said it was going to help the farmers, so don't worry about it. He has denied misusing his position. No, what would give you the idea that he was misusing his position? <laughs> and, and either way, uh, the water was drained from an overflow section of the dam. It's not even in usable condition. So how about you leave me alone, okay? I was trying to get my phone back. It, I needed to get it back. It was a government, there was government information on there and it was, I, I needed to get it back and I got it back. Although it doesn't matter because the phone doesn't work anymore. That's awesome. I mean, holy cow. You want to talk about someone misusing their authority? There you have it. And wait until during the inquiry, I bet they'll find out that he did not pay for the diesel pump that was brought in because it says in the story he paid for the diesel pump to be brought in i bet you he used his government money to pay for that diesel pump as well but again this happened in india no way this could happen in any other country a government official misusing his so-called power now that's not gonna happen not gonna happen anywhere else but india so I thought we were past the pandemic, to be honest. I thought we were over with the pandemic, but apparently not. For the third year in a row, we have a national lifeguard shortage. Now, according to this, that's going to keep thousands of pools across the country closed or operating with reduced hours. Amazing. Three years in a row. So about a third of more than 309,000 public schools are affected by the shortage. Okay. So according to this story, uh, the worry is that the shortage will mean a higher chance of drownings and pool injuries. Um, if it's, if they're closed or they have a shorter time open, why is that? I mean, I, I that doesn't, make any sense to me okay so according to this it doesn't even include beaches water parks and other venues which may also have to trim hours um i got news for you the water parks are not going to be trimming hours they've got lifeguards going on okay and uh, you may get the sign no lifeguard on duty on the public beaches but you're not getting that at the water parks the water parks are open it's summertime we need the money that's how we make our money uh we're open for business okay 
<laughs> so the recertification of existing lifeguards, which is required every two years, could also contribute to this year's shortage. Oh, okay. The executive director of the National Drowning Prevention Alliance, and I'm, you know, I mean, everyone's a fan of the National Drowning Prevention Alliance, said what scares him, Adam Ketchamarchi, uh, is that some facilities will choose to operate when they don't have enough safety staff, which will then put their patrons at more risk. Yes, of course it will. Um, he also thinks the number of commercial pools will shut down if they can't get enough lifeguards. Well, that's that's what we hoped, but then that you know leaves that leaves neighborhoods and people without a public pool. Oh my gosh, how will they get by? I know, I know. So according to this, non-fatal drowning injuries uh, that were pool or spa related spiked seventeen percent in twenty twenty one. A 2022 U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission report, which, I mean, I love those. Uh, I actually don't mind them. Uh, Hospitals reported treating 6,800 injuries of children under 15 compared to 5,800 injuries in 2020. Well, 2020. I mean, that summer, nobody was in the pool that summer. Okay. I mean, yes, people were in the pool, but that was pandemic summer no we're not doing that we certainly should have been but we weren't so that's a good gig if you're looking for a gig uh, you can be a lifeguard probably in any city or uh, across america i mean they are giving bonuses out this story mentions uh, indianapolis has a big lifeguard hiring spree they're giving uh, $500 bonuses. Philadelphia has lifeguard bonuses to will be distributed at the end of the summer. Uh, we need some upfront cash, too. Please, that needs to happen. Uh, the city of Phoenix is providing $3,000 in incentive pay with $500 on the first paycheck. There you go. And the remaining $2,500 as a one-time payment at the end. Yeah, we got to have some upfront money, Philadelphia. What are we doing? It's not, it's not at the end. We need some upfront cash. Uh, Austin, Texas. Yeah, there's only one Austin that everyone knows about. Uh, you can earn a minimum of $20 an hour in addition to bonus payouts. Nice. New York State Office of Parks, Recreation, and Historic Preservation. And I, I love the New York State Office of Parks, Recreation, and Historic Preservation. Said that their increasing pay for lifeguards uh, will help dramatically. Yeah, well, thank you. No kidding. We raise our, we pay more. That will help dramatically. Thank you. Now, they're saying the domino effect on this, though, is that uh, since there's a lifeguard shortage, then now they're canceling swim lessons because there's not enough staff available. That brings to mind that we're not going to have enough individuals to be strong enough swimmers in the future to become lifeguards because they're not training to swim now. So get out there and get a gig and become a lifeguard. And it's actually, you know, it's going to be a fun job at, uh, well, I don't know how much fun it would be at a public pool or how much fun it would be at the water park. I mean, I used to love those water parks and then you find out what's in the water. Oof, maybe you want to work at the beach. <laughs> uh, maybe you just want to hang out underneath the, underneath the umbrella, the tall chair at the beach and tell people, be careful and don't go past the buoy. Okay. Hey, you, you get a pair of an ox. You're living large out there. Plus, no matter what 
uh, your persuasion with a pair of binocs, you can do some checking out of some serious, uh, I mean, people watch. It's what you can do. You can people watch. Because <laughs> that's what I'd be doing is people watching. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <laughs> Okay, first, we're in the break rooms. I, I want to wish my daughter a happy birthday. Uh, my daughter, Maya, 16 years old today. Wow. Uh, it's amazing to me. <laughs> you hear it all the time from people. I know. I know. And I make fun of them, too. A lot of time just goes by so fast. You just never know. It honestly feels like just yesterday when she was being born. I just amazing. I mean, we were living in, in Florida. Uh, I was still working for the mothership 970 WFLA. Um, I was, it was June 1st. So it's, uh, first day of hurricane season. We're, you know, we broadcast from the bunker for operation storm watch. I actually, for this birth, I was told from my wife and you know, I mean, I told her, first of all, don't tell me what to do. And then I went ahead and did it. Uh, I had not taken a day off on, on uh, the other kids' birthdays when they were born. I still worked. And so she wanted me to, you know, actually take a day off when our child is being born. Maybe you could take the day off. I don't care that it's June 1st and it's hurricane season and you guys are having your special coverage. It's the day our baby's born. So I took it off. And uh, just incredible. Uh, you know, my beautiful baby girl uh, born on this day 16 years ago. Fantastic. Um, a happy birthday. I love you. I just remember, and I will say this, uh, even though uh, I wasn't working, I did call in to the show. Uh, it's hurricane season, so I wanted to call in to make sure the phone lines were working uh, at the bunker. And I wanted to announce the birth of my baby girl. So, I mean, I... I don't know that you can count that as working, but I did, <laughs> you know, call into the station. I mean, I had to, right? So anyway, uh, happy birthday uh, to my daughter, Maya. Whew, so much, so much life ahead of her. She's so smart and talented. Just amazing. Anyway, happy birthday, Maya. Uh, I love you. All right, can we move on? My gosh, happy birthday. We got it. It's your birthday. Okay, everybody has one. So you can follow me on Twitter, at JeffyJFR. You can follow, speaking of Twitter, what is going to happen? I mean, we're Pride Month now. I was thinking about this today after I was, I was been doing Pat today. I'm doing uh, Pat's show tomorrow morning as well. Um, yeah, Pat Gray Unleashed on uh, Blaze Television and Radio Network. The um, What happens with Twitter? So... If you have a blue check mark, if you're paying to get a blue check mark and you change your photo or your name, the blue check mark goes away. So all these companies uh, here on Pride Month that are going to be putting their flags up, good thing to keep uh, an eye on on Twitter to see if these companies lose their blue check mark because they say in the terms of service or agreement that you check when you buy your blue check mark. I have not purchased one yet, but I do know this. Uh, they tell you that if you change any of those, either of those, then your blue check mark goes away and it's not coming back until it gets reviewed. 
So I don't know if Elon has a special couple people set up to review the accounts that are changing with Pride Month coming up. You know, as everybody's changing to their Pride flag or whatever they're going to do for Pride Month. So it's going to be interesting to see these companies, uh, how they're going to feel about losing their blue check mark. And it'd be a good excuse for companies if they wanted to back off supporting uh, their, their Pride Month by saying, yeah, we just don't want to lose our blue check mark. Uh, we didn't know how long it was going to take Elon to review. So sorry, we were going to put up the we were going to put up the rainbow flag, but uh, and we just didn't. <laughs> so just something to look at during the course of the day. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can follow me and order uh, a cameo on my cameo channel at jeffy jfr that's not free though well you can follow me on cameo i'm pretty sure that's free but if you order an actual cameo that costs money cameo is my pimp i'm not sure though i have to check into that uh you may have to actually order a cameo and then you become a follower not positive about that but you can order a cameo at jeffy jfr you can always email the show Chewing the fat at theblaze.com. Speaking of emails, I got this email from Ethan, who said, uh, first he, he started off bitching at me, calling me a liar. Now, a weaker man, a weaker man, would have stopped reading right then, but I powered through. And I'm glad that I did, because I got some good news and some great news, actually, uh, in this email. So, Jeffy. I'm currently watching this morning's episode of Pat Gray Unleashed on Blaze TV. And I want to thank you for that, uh, Ethan. I appreciate you being a subscriber to Blaze Television. You can always go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy, promo code Jeffy, and uh, become a subscriber. Your subscribership to Blaze TV helps pay for this podcast, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, which is one of the reasons that helps keep this podcast free to subscribe to. Didn't you say that you were going to shave the beard and cut the hair over Memorial Day weekend? I feel I've been lied to. Just saying. Well, (laughs) actually, Ethan, uh, I did. (laughs) I don't remember when I said it. I thought it was off the air, but I guess maybe I said it on the air. I get to yapping sometimes and I forget what I say. So I did. Uh, I said, I know I said it off the air too to a couple of people. And, you know, it just never happened. I'm really tired of it. It's long. I got to brush it back and it's curling around the back of my neck. And then, you know, what happens is I get home on the weekend and uh, my beard, I I trim my beard a little, but it's been, you know, I'm tired of it. And, And I just get home on the weekend, you know, and I take a shower and. My hair is nice and long, and it's hanging off to the side, and I kind of like, well, it's not bad. It's okay. <laughs> and the next thing you know, it's a week later. So I have to get a cut though, because it's it is starting to really drive me insane, and uh, and especially when I'm you know going on TV because it looks like crap if it's hanging down to the sides and stuff. So I, you know, I comb it back and, and uh, you know gel it back, and the bottoms are you know. I've, I'm getting some split ends at the bottom and they just curl up on the back around the neck and it just I just can't take it anymore so yes I did say that and I 
didn't follow through. So I apologize. But it's going to happen very soon. Okay, I promise. Now, the email goes on. Uh, by the way, I keep forgetting to tell you this true story that happened to me. Now, I want to believe this story. <laughs> but I was raised on stories that started that way. Uh... This is an absolute true story. I didn't think it could happen to anyone until it happened to me. So, I mean, we'll just take it with that. But I believe you, Ethan. I, I am choosing to believe you. This last summer, I was on vacation in Orlando, Florida. After I had a few drinks, I ordered an Uber back to my hotel. Very smart move, by the way. Good man. Uh, if you identify as a man. Very smart move. As I was waiting for my Uber, I put in my Raycon earbuds. See, he's, I mean, he's, he's got Raycon earbuds. He's listening to the podcast. He's taking an Uber instead of driving himself while he's drinking. I mean, it's almost a too-good-to-be-true story, but I digress. I kept one earbud in and continued listening on the way back to the hotel because he had his Raycon earbuds in, and he started listening to this show chewing the fat while he was waiting for his uber on my way back to the hotel i kept one earbud in and continued listening at one point in the episode i laughed out loud and the uber driver asked me what i was listening to now let me stop you there the rules are the rules all right if you're a subscriber to chewing the fat no matter what you're listening to at the time you're asked, hey, what are you listening to? Your answer has to be chewing the fat. That's a rule of subscribership to this show. And even though, you know, this time it would have been actually, you know, the truth. <laughs> yes, I'm asking you to lie for me and this show. <laughs> but it's a little, little white lie. Nobody knows. It's fine. It's a promotion. You know what? It's not a lie. It's a promotion. And so... uh I told him, chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. His head swung around and he looked at me and said, you're a rule follower, huh? That's absolutely amazing. He was a listener. That is fantastic. I'm so very happy to hear that. And it makes me happy because I'm choosing to believe this story, Ethan. Uh, I'm choosing to believe this story. And also, Ethan threw in a PS in the email as well. I was considering doing what's the lie, but bro, it gets harder every week. Now I make it easy. You kidding me? I make it easier every week. You can give it a shot. Email chewing the fat at the blaze.com. Oh wait, you already have that address. That's fantastic. I'm very glad to hear that. And hello to the Uber driver that uh, was driving Ethan. Thank you for listening as well. Thank Ethan for following the rules and listening to chewing the fat. I appreciate it very much. I also got an email from Jason with a story update. All right. Not Jason Buttrell. Jason Buttrell uh, is a co-host with my son, Maximus, and myself on Talking Walking Dead Fear Edition. That uh, didn't happen this week. I know we're an episode shy. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, schedules couldn't work out. So the next Talking Walking Dead uh, Fear Edition will be this coming Monday. And we'll cover both shows, and we have to cover this past show because of a previous theory of mine that uh, we know now uh, the truth of my theory from last week. Anyway, I'll just leave it at that. But that will happen on Monday, okay? But not that Jason. This is another Jason. He emailed me with an updated story on the Dauphin Island 
drug find. So we talked about the story about the uh, couple out shell hunting and they found 25 kilos of cocaine and they turned it in. It was worth over a million. And, uh, you know, I had said that hopefully they had stashed some kilos in their trunk before they called the police because that's the plan. You know, we don't. If you call police and you're a hero, that's great. But my gosh, uh, don't just be a good Samaritan without taking a cut. But you want to be able to not, you know, have it all. So the idea is to take some, turn a bunch in, and you're good, right? They're done looking for you. Well, uh, Robert Butler and Dean Hazard apparently took one of the kilo packets after the beachgoers notified authorities. So I don't know if they knew the beachgoers or if the beachgoers called authorities and then Robert and Dean tried to deep pocket a kilo after they called. The story says that they took it after the beachgoers notified authorities, which was a good move, actually, because if it was part of the beachgoers team, uh, they could say, I had nothing to do with it. They took it after I called the police. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> plus i was hoping that more was taken but uh they busted these uh they busted these employees uh they were dauphin island public works employees as well they were arrested for trafficking cocaine they should not have been selling the cocaine so early they had to hold on to it for a little while and you talk about greed listen that goes against the entire planet they, they got busted for selling the coke like right away what are you doing I hope they took more than one kilo, though. I hope they just got busted with the one and they've got a couple stashed somewhere that they finally smartened up. So when they get out of jail, they've got a little something to fall back on. But you never know. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, a couple of a uh, couple of crime stories to uh, enlighten your day. Uh, Mount Pleasant Police, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, not Mount Pleasant, Michigan, uh, home of Central Michigan University. By the way, I don't know Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, is home to anything other than the Costco that was robbed. Uh, officers responded to uh, the thirty-five twenty-five Park Avenue Boulevard just before one a.m. in connection to a burglary alarm. Uh, the alarm company said hey we saw someone inside the merchandise pickup area uh, near the electronics and the jewelry so please be advised Uh, now when they got there they said uh, looks like someone broke through the exterior brick wall (laughs) nice so if you're going to go and break into a Costco the way to do it is to knock down the outside brick wall Uh, yes absolutely so they don't know what they all got away with apparently uh, costco says that's unknown exactly uh you know we don't know how many ipads were stolen uh we figure it's about sixteen thousand dollars worth but you're not sure no we're not sure uh exactly how many ipads and uh, other devices were stolen but we're looking at about 16 grand here oh 
Oh, okay. Looks like they used a sledgehammer to break through the wall. <laughs> oh, and by the way, uh, no arrests have been made so far. But hey, we're on it. We are on it. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know how much was stolen from the Costco. But if you're going to steal from a Costco, that's the way to do it. All right, let's move up the coast to New York. Okay. Uh, this town in New York, Manlius, M-A-N-L-I-U-S. Sure, it's a beautiful town. Uh, they have had uh, swans in their little pond in the town. It's a swan pond that apparently is just loved. Let me love, be loved by the people of Manlius. And uh, three teenagers have been arrested because over Memorial Day week, <laughs> over Memorial Day weekend, they killed the one, the female swan and took her kids <laughs> and they left the guy, the dad, I guess it's the dad, uh, the male swan. Uh, they just left him there. So they didn't care about him. Now they didn't realize they said they thought it was just a large duck. Well, if you're a teenager and you think a swan is a large duck, that's a problem to begin with. Okay. <laughs> that is a problem to begin with. Now, it's owned by the village. They didn't know that. How are they supposed to know it? They thought it was just a wild animal. <laughs> uh, so they have been charged with felony grand larceny and criminal mischief as well as misdemeanor conspiracy and criminal trespass. They claim to be out hunting. They jumped a fence uh, around the pond and, hey, look, there's Faye. They didn't know the swan had a name, but they obviously used the name in the story. There's Faye and four of her signets. And uh, we just we just killed we just killed Faye and we took the four young ones. <laughs> now, according to this, police say tips uh, led police to the location of two of the signets at a business at the Shop City Plaza. I, I don't know why they were there. And then officers went to the other location for two of the signets at a private residence in Syracuse. So I guess they sold them. I don't know. I, I don't know what happened, why they were in these. But uh, they claim that they just took the swan home to eat. But it never says in the story that they ate it, that they they plucked the feathers off it and they had swan. They didn't like it. They liked it. It doesn't say any of that. It just says, yeah, uh, you know what? Uh, one was arraigned and released on his own recognizance because he was 18 and the two juveniles were released to their parents with notices to appear in court. So, you know, the swans have been a long symbol of the town since they first were introduced in the early 20th century. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now, the little ones, I mean, the little ones are okay. They're being taken care of now. Of course, we can't have anything happen to the little signets but <laughs> i want to know if they actually ate the swan and it's not in the story why why don't they tell me that's what they killed it for that's what they said they killed it for but if they didn't eat it they just killed it because they're mean sons of guns so let's say you're getting ready to fly from auckland new zealand to new york city's jfk airport there's a direct flight 
In fact, they claim it's probably one of the longest flights in the world, 17 hours. I know I've been on a flight to Israel, and that was a long that was a long flight too. Maybe that was only like 12 or 13 hours. I don't remember. It was a long ass flight. You can quote me on that. It was a long ass flight. But it wasn't 17 hours, so you'd be flying on that. Well, let's say you're getting ready to go on this flight from uh, New Zealand to New York City's JFK, all right? Well, travelers are now going to be asked to stand on a digital scale when they check in for their flight. Uh, It's a new program, which uh, New Zealand Air, I'm sorry, Air New Zealand, calls a passenger weight survey. That's just a way to gather data on the weight load and distribution for planes. We weigh everything that goes on the aircraft from the cargo to the meals on board to the luggage. And, you know, we just need we want to control the environment and improve it. So we want uh, we want to be there for our people. So one thing that we want to do is we want to, you know, we want to weigh our passengers. <laughs> so we know though, listen, we know that uh, weight is a personal thing and not everyone wishes to disclose. So what we're going to do is we're going to make the data anonymous. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So the information about weight is then once you stand down the scale, uh, when you check in for your flight is uh, not viewable on the agent screen it's just going to be submitted for the survey so the first time i hear the uh the check-in attendant go "Ooh," <laughs> i know they can see it okay and it would just ask people old people lie okay so okay let them step on the scale so that's coming to an airport near you very very soon just know that it's not going to be seen by anybody it's just for the study and it's all anonymous it's the data is there to help rather than hurt so just step on that bad boy and uh, don't worry about it okay uh so, soon you'll step on the scale and you're going uh yeah we had you scheduled to sit in this seat but we're gonna need you move you to the right a little bit because uh we got a little bit more over on this side okay all right good thank you thank you for flying air new zealand <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, who died today? Who died today? John Beasley is dead at the age of 79. And John Beasley is one of those guys that if you see him, you would know who he is. Uh, I loved John Beasley. And you may remember him from Rudy. He's been in uh, The Mighty Ducks. He was in uh, The Little Big Lead. He was in TV shows like Brewster Place. And I mean, his, his 
credits include judging Amy, CSI, NCIS, Boston Legal, CSI Miami, uh, The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, uh, Shots Fired, The Resident, uh, The Mandalorian. I mean, just amazing. He's been in all these movies, The General's Daughter, The Purge Anarchy. Um, holy cow. He's been in so much, and I've enjoyed so much of his work. Um and it's very sad that he has passed away. Um, he didn't even start acting until he was uh, in his 40s. And so he was born in Omaha, Nebraska in 1943. And it said that he didn't even get started acting until he was in his 40s. So uh, according to his son, uh, I lost my best friend today. They say you should never meet your heroes because they don't turn out to be who you thought they were. That is so wrong. My hero was my father. Thank you for everything. I hope I made you proud. Love you more. Wow, that was from his son, Mike. So John Beasley, uh, rest in peace at the age of 79. Also, who died today? Who died today? Juan Carlos Formel. He is a Grammy nominated singer or songwriter i mean doesn't say the the headline is nominated singer songwriter so he never won uh he is dead at the age of 59 he was doing a show in new york and had a heart attack on stage i mean if you're gonna go might as well go with your boots on right i mean might as well do what you love to do he is a renowned cuban singer and songwriter He suffered a heart attack on stage at the Lehman Center for the Performing Arts in the Bronx on the 26th of, well, last month, May. Uh, Wow. Uh, Very, very sad. And uh, so uh, he is now dead at the age of 59. One Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter, Juan Carlos Formel, dead at the age of 59. Then we have 15 members of the same family who have, who have passed away in Nambia. I know they ate porridge that authorities believe became toxic when it was mixed with sediment left over from a homemade beer. So the Nambian Broadcasting Corporation... NBC reported that more people are in critical condition in the hospital. Wow. So 18 members of the same household ranging in age from two to 33 consumed the toxic porridge (laughs) that was made of. It's not funny. I'm sorry. I'm just, it's, I got to calm down a little bit. It was made of pearl millet mahangu. No, I'm sorry. It was made of pearl millet mahango flour mixed with dried and pounded fermented sediment. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb. I know it's just me, but I'm going to go out on a limb. And if, if you have something that's made with dried and pounded fermented sediment, maybe you say no. Hey, you know what? No, thanks. I don't want that. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I'm sorry, 15 people have died. So far, it's the biggest number of deaths suspected to be from one ingestion of the possible toxic material. 
So, of course, an investigation has been opened and we await the autopsies. But holy cow. I'm just saying. Uh, anytime, and this is, again, I'm going out on a limb here, and I know this is in Nambia, so I'm not sure how big pearl millet mango flour uh, is mixed with dried and pounded fermented sediment here in the United States of America, or other countries, for that matter, around the globe, for those of you listening to Chewing the Fat around the globe, I see you, I see you out there, don't kid yourself, I know where you're at, um, Maybe you just say no, no matter where you're at. No matter where you're at on this planet. If somebody says, hey, I've got some porridge here for you. (laughs) Well, that looks good. That looks good. What's it made of? Well, pearl millet mango flour. And I mixed in some dried and pounded fermented sediment. No, thanks. I'm good. and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.